is Jimmy Scroggins, and I'm the lead pastor of Family Church in South Florida. Welcome to the Church for the Rest of Us podcast. On our podcast, we're committed to giving you scalable ideas that you can use with the resources you have right now at your church. So welcome to Church for the Rest of Us. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Church for the Rest of Us. I'm Jimmy Scroggins here with my co-host, as always, Leslie Bennett. And today we're highlighting, Leslie, another great resource. And this one is for the upcoming Christmas season, which, man, I can't believe it's 2023. I know. It's literally crazy that we're talking about Christmas, but it is getting close to that time of year. And especially with a resource like this, it's important to talk about before we get to Christmas. Right. And so today we're here with my friend, Pastor Greg. Greg is the senior pastor at First Baptist Church in Houston, Texas, but he's more then the pastor at First Baptist, he's also a husband and he's a father and he's an author and he's a speaker. So Greg, why don't you introduce yourself to our listeners and tell them about your family and you know the different things that God's doing with you guys right now in Houston. Yeah. Thank you so much, Jimmy and Leslie. I'm so honored to be on y'all's show and just what a joy. And we are in the wonderful time of raising kids and doing church and living life. So if there's a hole on the schedule, it gets filled by somebody, somewhere, something. So we've got a sophomore daughter that's into volleyball. And so she's on the school team. And so we're doing a lot of volleyball. We've got a senior in college son that is kind of asking what should he do with his life? Wonderful, godly kids. So proud of both of them. My wife, Kelly, we've been married 26 years now, entering our, we're 19 years going on 20 here at Houston's First Baptist. Got to do breakaway ministries at Texas A&M before. So we're busy, but it's wonderful. We say a lot of times when we get home, I'll say my feet are sore from walking on streets of gold. Mm. You know, yeah. So yeah. we're tired and wonderfully tired, but it's just a blessing. So we're we're doing great. And Team Mott is what we call our family. And Team Mott is active and busy and having a great time. Yeah, well, Greg, we just have such appreciation for your church and your ministry. And particularly, you know, every time I hear you preach, you have such a, a rich way of making the scriptures come alive, but also applying it in very helpful ways. And so Mm. thank you for being that kind of a Bible teacher. I know that's what you've hung your hat on for a long time, and God's used you in that way. Well, thank you. It's a joy to open up the Word and teach it and give some application and have some fun with it. So it's, it's a blessing. All right. Well, we're here today to talk about, you have a book that's come out, and it's called Salvation Is Come. And so I'd love for you to tell us a little bit about the title and tell us What was it that made you want to create this resource? Well, it's a great thing when you get to Christmas time. We have done a thousand Advent devotionals in our house. I mean, we have bought everyone there is to buy. And so we I opened it up and I just felt like I kind of been here and done this. And I was a little lost. We we read by the tree kind of thing as a family. And my sister-in-law posted on Instagram a challenge to read the book of Luke in the month of December. 24 chapters over 24 days would get you ready for Christmas. So I said, let's do that. Let's just get the who and the what of Christmas, you know, and we'll be done with the whole gospel of Luke. And then we'll jump in on Christmas day and we'll know exactly who we're talking about. So we did that. And then about day, maybe three, four, five, I went, you know, I'm going to challenge myself to write a devotional on every chapter for every day. So I started doing, I just pulled out my laptop just for fun, started writing. So, you know, December 1st, Luke 1, December 2nd, Luke 2. 
And then it started gathering steam. And then, you know, Jimmy, you're an author too. Then it becomes like, oh my goodness, now I've started something. (laughs) I'm on day day 15 and I got to keep this thing going for at least 10 more days. But I just had fun with it. And we went on a trip. I wrote some in New York City when we were in a, you know, I went to a coffee shop where everybody was sleeping in the morning. I'd write. It just, it was a turned into a great thing. And so my heart was something a little different than we begin in Isaiah. And, you know, here's how it goes through the Advent season, which is great. And so each day in December to read a devotional, and then hopefully people will read the chapter as well of Luke. You know, obviously the word's better than my devotional thought, but they go together as as friends, my devotional and the chapter in Luke. And then they get to Christmas and you go, wow, I just read about Easter. Like, this is awesome. And now he's born. And, you know, we so disconnect Easter and Christmas and the miracles and the life of Jesus with Christmas. We just leave him as this wonderful baby in the manger, which is obviously Luke too. But I just wanted to do something. Let's talk about Christ. And let's do something a little different. And let's walk through the gospel of Luke. Well, I'm excited about this resource. And I'm excited for my family to use it because I'm the same boat that you are. Like, you've been Christians for a long time, raising kids and families. Like, we've done every advent calendar, every every book. And I think this is a really exciting way to go at it. So, you know, Greg, in the middle of Christmas, super busy time, you've got kids, you've got a big church, there's a lot going on. Why do you think it's important for us to really lock in and create space in our lives to think about who God really is in the middle of all of that. Yeah, it's almost in today's society, December is the hardest month to ponder anything, but it's the most important month to ponder things. You know, to really think about how am I going to love my family in celebrating Christmas? How are we going to care for our friends? What are are we going to invite our friends to church to hear and see Christmas Eve service or special event? There's so many things to ponder but we got to shop. We got to get it done. There's kids activities, (laughs) there's school activities, there's finals. I mean, it just, it's like the weeds, you know, when we have in Matthew, you know, over, overtaking the seeds and the good fruit. And so that's the thing. And that's what's neat about this devotional that I've enjoyed. When I would write it on the day of, I could feel it. I felt what December 15th felt like. And I wrote a devotional based on December 15th. So hopefully people open it up and be like, how did he know what I felt like on December 15th? You know, December 20th, five days away. Do you have all your shopping? Do you have all your this? You know, there's a feel of every day in December. And, you know, December 1 through 10 feels a whole lot different than December 10 through 20. Yeah, it does. So that's the thing. We need to really, because we don't want to miss Christmas. Oh, if we miss Christmas as Christians, we miss the whole thing. You know, and that's what we really need to be able to to trust in is let's ponder these things of who Jesus is so that we can get to Christmas. And it's more than, oh, we forgot to buy the batteries, you know, right. <laughs> it's, ah, oh, Jesus. So I love that. So what you're saying is you basically, you did this, you did this, wrote it on the day. And as the reader reads through your devotionals, They're literally journeying with you as you had that experience and your family had that experience. So can you tell us a little bit about how you felt better prepared to celebrate Christmas after your family did this journey through the book of Luke in the month of December? 
it was so much better for our hearts because now my kids didn't necessarily want to hear dad's devotional every day. I <laughs> say that, <laughs> you know, so I had to figure out some other ways to, to sneak this stuff in and not tell them, uh, can I read my edited copy here to you today? So we had to be careful on that, obviously, in a pastor's home. Our hearts just got on the right framework. And then what was good for me as a pastor is, you know, Christmas is, oh goodness, what would be the way to say it? Stressful challenging. How am I going to say on Christmas Eve what I've already said 19 years now in a little bit of a different way? And and it just got my creative juices flowing as well. And I hope that pastors, if they read it just even devotionally, they can go, huh, a Christmas devotional day on December 10th in Luke 10 of Mary and Martha. Never thought about Mary and Martha connecting, but the hustle and bustle of Martha and the worship of Mary That's exactly what I need to hear on December 10th, because I'm starting to hustle. We're almost two weeks out from the big day. And so that was the thing. It just it just gave me a, you know, new is good for our hearts and rote and a rut is not. And, uh, you know, once you're a professional Christian (laughs) as a pastor, you know, you just start doing things or you're a longtime Christian. You just have done this before and you need something fresh and different. And that's what it did for us is gave us a little freshness. I think a lot of people that are listening to our podcast are pastors or their Bible teachers, and they struggle with exactly what you're saying. Because, you know, after you've preached at Christmas so many times, our friend, uh, Kevin Ezell, you know, Kevin well. And so Kevin and I used to always joke like, you know, this year we're going to do Christmas from the donkey's perspective. And then next year we're going to do it from the angel's perspective. Like you just run out of different ways to tell it's the same story. It is. It is. How do you think about that as a preacher, even doing that? How do you approach that? You know, really practically, I always look back on what have I preached over the last five years during Christmas and Christmas Eve. So I don't just end up repeating myself. And then I'm able to just freshly think about it. And then also what I try to do, and and I hope that people will do this, even, even with this, what we're talking about here of Salvation Has Come, is think about it far enough in advance. I don't feel the pressure of time, you know, where I can really in more of a September, October, start thinking, I know it's coming. What do I need to talk about? What's the right angle? And not feel this pressure to go straight to the manger in Bethlehem and the star every single time on Christmas Eve. You know, what's a different, I'm not going to change the gospel, obviously, or the truth. What's a different angle, like you were saying? So time for me is really good when it's not the tyranny of the urgent, and I'm trying to come up with it on December 20th, what I'm going to do that next weekend. And, you know, hey, sometimes it happens. I get it. But time is really good. And then a freshness is really good of what's ministering to me. And if it's ministering to me, hopefully it'll minister to to my sheep, if you will, in that way. So so that's why we're, you know, why why we're having this podcast now way in front of Christmas and people hopefully will get the resource and then look at it and go, huh, this is something different. So how do you envision this being a resource for churches or for families? What would you advise people to do? Yeah, here's what we're going to do. You know, the best thing is not uh, be the travel agent that tells you where you should go. Let me tell you where I'm going, you know, kind of thing. What we're going to do is we're going to give this as a gift at Thanksgiving to all of our family members. So it's December 1st. So we're going to give it as a thankfulness gift. We are thankful to you, to friends and family. And I'm going to encourage our church to do that as well. Employers to employees, coaches to team, families, moms and dads to kids, whatever it is. I am thankful for you. When's the last time you got a Thanksgiving gift, right? It's going to stick out. And then just a few short days later, it's going to start up. And now you go, you know, so-and-so wrote me a note in the cover 
of how thankful they were for my friendship. And I'm not even a Christian. I'm a coworker of this person, but I want to do something Christmassy. This thing's small and easy. I can, it's only a little, little devotional thought. Let me do that. And then maybe they go, maybe I should read the book of Luke. Where is my Bible? So it's a thankfulness gift is one thing we're going to do. Second thing we're going to do is we're going to do it church-wide. Everybody in our church, we're going to encourage them. We've done this for probably 30 years. We have every year a church-wide devotional. So I pick out a devotional. We go through it all year long. So this year is Experiencing God with Henry Blackaby. We've done every one of them. I promise you of every devotional you can imagine. But every day, I know our people are reading a devotional and I can, you know, we're connected as a church with that. What we're going to do this is our December devotional. So everybody in church is going to do this. Then lastly, I'm going to preach December 3rd is a Sunday, December 10th is a Sunday, December 17th, December 24th. I'm going to preach Luke 3 based on the devotional, Luke 10 based on devotional. So they've been reading it. And now to your words, Jimmy, I've got something a little fresh and different. We're going to take some things through Luke. And then on December 24th, I'm actually going to go kind of crazy and preach about the resurrection on Christmas Eve and have the birth and the resurrection connect in Luke chapter 24, the resurrected Christ. So that's what we're doing. Church-wide, Thanksgiving gift, preaching series. And then now, ah, as a pastor at the beginning of fall, I've already got it planned out. It was done for me, you know? Yeah, yeah. And that makes me feel so good. And then therefore, I'll actually enjoy Christmas a lot more than I typically do. I'm trying to run the church and then run home and act like a dad, you know. Sure. Well, hey, what do you think would be a good way for a risk? So if I'm a dad, is the best thing for me to do, like, just give me some dad advice. Should I take yeah. this book and try to read it as many days as possible? Should I give one to all my family members? Like, how should I, would be a good way for me as a dad to use this with my kids and, you know, my family? Yeah, I think as a dad, what I would say is have a time each night. It can be very short. Doesn't have to be, you know, a lot of times we equate our Christianity with the amount of time we give in that realm. Sit down around the tree. You know, the tree's going to go up like, you know, September 12th. (laughs) So (laughs) get around the tree, sit down on the floor, bring some cookies if you want, whatever it is, and just read the devotional and say, what are your thoughts? And then ask one of your kids to pray, open in prayer, close in prayer. What are your thoughts? What are something we can get out of this? And let it just be really enjoyable. Ask each kid to read a day. And just the main thing is not the devotional. The devotional is just bait to get your family around a tree talking for a few minutes. If it lasts 10 minutes, major victory compared to statistics of how much time we spend together as families. So that's what I would say as a dad to be able to do mom as well. You know, I grew up in a single parent home, just me and my mom. You know, my dad was a good guy, so I'm on the weekends. But hey, if I just sat down with mom at dinner, you know, if, if tree's kind of spooky kooky at dinner, right after you pray, say, hey, we're going to pray, bless food, and let's read this devotional. You'll be done in three minutes. You know, it's not a big, huge book. And then get it as a conversation starter. I really like that, Leslie, because, you know, you've raised kids. We've raised some. We're still raising some others. And just this idea of engaging, because I think engaging is, because I think, Greg, what you're saying is about engaging, not so much like someone teaching a lesson. It's trying to get, draw people into the story. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. And a lot of people do the advent calendar each day. You know, if you had smaller kids, I could see, you know, involving that as something that's a little bit younger and yet still sharing some of the thoughts, because I did glance at the things that you sent us, and they are very readable, simple things. And I think a parent could easily talk about the concepts even with smaller kids. 
So I think it's going to be a great resource. You know, it's interesting that we're doing this podcast with you because we're actually preaching through the book of Luke at Family Church for 39 weeks. So we're we're in Luke right now, and we're going to be going back to Luke. We didn't do Luke 1 through 3. We're going to go back to Luke 1 through 3 at Christmas. That's our plan. But I do think that, you know, it's just I would love to promote this with our team and with our families because we are in Luke and this would be a great way for them to once again read through the book of Luke and see what God's doing, what his story is and bringing us to the Christmas story. So I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing, Leslie, just personally, I was thinking, you know, because we have kids that are home, but we have kids that are other places. I'm thinking about sitting with Kristen and just saying, hey, let's just say, hey, every night at nine o'clock, we're going to do a devotion. Everybody who wants to can zoom in if you want to join. If you don't, you can't or whatever. And then those of us who are home will do it. And I think it'd be be really fun and really special. And it will fit so well with what we're doing with right, our right. teaching at Family Church. Well, and that's what I want to happen is I, I want ministries, particularly pastors and ministries, to feel like there's a partnership with this. I mean, it's just a December devotional. This isn't, you know, a new plan for your church. <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> just add it to what you're doing. And if it's a blessing, then let it be a blessing. And it's a resource you didn't have to create. You don't have to worry about. It's not a big deal. You don't have to do a capital campaign about it. Make t-shirts. It's just one of the many resources that'll be used in the, you know, a year's time with, with a church or a ministry. And I think the Thanksgiving gift idea is a really great idea. I've never thought of that. It's brilliant. And we're going to definitely do Right, that. definitely can do right, that. So, yeah. <laughs> so I wonder, Greg, so when you get done with all of this, let's say uh, take my family through it. People in our church use it. What are you hoping that, forget me being a pastor, what do you want the Scroggins family to take away from this? What happens as a result in your mind in the ideal situation? Yeah. That's a great question. And that's the whole goal. The goal is that we would at Christmas celebrate Jesus, not just baby Jesus, right? Jesus. I mean, that we love the manger, the story, the prophecy, you know, Virgin Mary, Joseph, the whole deal. It's, it's awesome. It's great. But to be able to take it all the way through and to have it to the crucified, dying for my sins, to the resurrected, assuring me of salvation in heaven, to Jesus, you know, walking with them at the end and and just the whole picture, because we just don't want to put out just one section of Jesus's life, you know, but the whole story, that's my hope is that people would leave and not go, oh, that was a great Christmas devotional. It's like, wow, it was really good. I got taken through the life of Christ and in 25 devotionals and 24 chapters of Luke, I wrote another devotional for Christmas Day because it just didn't feel right to not have a Christmas Day devotional right, right. been there, you know. So I added that. But that's my hope, is that the life of Christ would affect our lives for Christ. I think that's so important because you're right. I mean, I think so many people, even people who would consider themselves Christians or who are sort of churchy people— they do get stuck in this sort of like Will Ferrell, Talladega Nights version of, you know, baby Jesus. And it's really, that's not what it is. And if that's all you have, you really don't even have Jesus at all. You have something else. And so I really appreciate you helping all of us draw close to the real Jesus and mm-hmm. all of the things that he did in the totality of his life. Because the birth of Jesus is miraculous and awesome, but it's a start of something. It's not the end of something. And it's sure. not anything without the rest of it. Yeah, that was really good. I just wanted to repeat your quote in case people missed it. You said the life of Christ will impact our life for Christ. That was really good. Thank you. Well, I mentioned in the devotional that lots of babies were born 
but only one man resurrected. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And you connect the miraculous birth, as you said, Jimmy, with the resurrection. Now, Jesus is like no other. You know, it wasn't just a good guy, wasn't good, just a prophet. This is the Son of God come to earth for me. And I got to have Luke 24, and I got to have Luke 2 to put those all together. And of course, Luke 1 and everything in between. But those, if 2 and 24, you know, 2, he's born, 22, he's crucified. My, my, how things have changed in 20 chapters, but then resurrected. And we got to put all that together, you know, and that that's what the heart is. I like that too, because if you're preaching Christmas Eve, you know, chapter 24 on December 24, I mean, there's a lot to do there. That's right. <laughs> really, really great. Hey, Greg, people want to get this book. How can they get it? What's the best way to get it? Tell us how to do that. Yeah, that's great. Thank you for asking. You know, anywhere books are sold online, you can get it. So, you know, Amazon, all that. I love Lifeway because it'll give you discounts, you know, and it's also helping to fund ministry. So lifeway.com and just, you know, Googling salvation has come or Greg Mott, M-A-T-T-E. Everybody misspells my last name, which is fine. But that would be the way I would do it. And particularly Lifeway because of the bulk discounts that they're going to give you there if somebody's ordering it for, you know, all their coworkers. They want to get 10 of them, 20 of them, whatever it is. It's not an expensive book. So, you know, a hundred bucks could be a blessing to a lot of people in your life. So that's how I would suggest to get it. Yeah, I think Lifeway usually gives great discounts if you buy at least groups of 10. And so I really appreciate that. What other ways can, maybe somebody's listening like, man, I, I don't really know that much about Greg Mott. I would like to hear his teaching. I would like to know, yeah. connect with his ministry. What are some other ways that sure. listeners could connect with you? Yeah, thank you so much. Houston's first, Houston's with an S, first.org. And that has all messages, webcasts, everything that you know you guys have on your website as well. So they can connect in that way. Would love that as well. I've written a few other books, four or five other books that if they felt like my writing was was worthy of another book, then they could sure connect Amazon and again, Lifeway and just put my name in it. Or when they get to Salvation It's Come, it'll probably load up the other books there too. Cause you know, they have a way of doing rolls, that, but, don't they? Yeah. They, <laughs> and then if you say my name out loud in your living room, you'll get everything that'll ever you get advertised you know. on Facebook, right? Yeah. <laughs> there right. you go. It's in your Facebook feed now. That's right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. One thing I did that was funny when we were doing webcasts, I was joking about like, you know, Alexa's and stuff like that. And so in a message, I said, in the message, I said, I know thousands of people in COVID you're watching right now, our webcast. And here's what I want to do. I want to say, Alexa, order Greg Mott's books. <laughs> and Alexa's were popping uh, yeah. off all over our houses. And so I use it as an illustration, but it was so funny that you could say something and the world just went berserk in like 2,000 houses by just beginning with Alexa. I might be doing it right now. Exactly. Exactly. So anyway. Uh, good for you. Well, thanks for letting us visit with you today, Greg. And I personally agree with Jimmy. I look forward to using the book as my devotional with my family this Christmas and giving it as a Thanksgiving gift. That's an awesome idea. Yeah, I think that's a great idea, too. And I hope that all of our listeners will take all of this stuff to heart. We're trying to give you good resources that you can use in your home and your church with the resources that you have right now. And this is a book that's accessible to everyone. So I hope that you'll take advantage of it. Hey, look, I commend this book and I commend anything else that Greg Mott has written. He is a humble, faithful, every man, but he's extremely gifted at communication. And all of that authenticity and humility really bleeds through 
And I want to commend him as a Bible teacher, as a leader that you should be paying attention to. Hey, thanks again, Greg, for joining us. I'm Jimmy Scroggins. This is Leslie Bennett. We're signing off with Greg Mott. This has been Church for the Rest of Us. Thank you so much for joining us on today's podcast. I'd love for you to check out FamilyChurchNetwork.com to chime in on our blog or follow me on Twitter at Jimmy Scroggins. We want to connect with you and learn from you because we're in this together. We're all learning from each other. We are church for the rest of us.